You're listening to the WR Podcast. Let freedom ring. Simple talk on current events. With a little bit of how you would say a punk rock attitude. With your host, Will Ramos. Where are the Democratic leaders? Why aren't they controlling their people? Why aren't the disruptors held accountable? Seattle residents living in the Chaz Shop Not-So-Autonomous Zone are now filing suit to sue the city of Seattle because you can't sue the police because they work for the city for failure to protect them. Also, business owners, which is understandable, they're suing too, but because a lot of the businesses were blocked off by the protesters and defacing their businesses and losing customers, too scared to walk into those businesses. And because of the failure of protection, who pays now? Who pays now? The taxpayer. Always the taxpayer. The taxpayer pays for the police protection. The taxpayer pays for clean streets. The taxpayer pays for sidewalks, parks, etc. We pay for service, not disservice. Why wouldn't the mayor in Seattle stop this? Mayor Durkin, why? I'll tell you why. Because it's not only in Seattle, but in other cities. They are scared. They're scared. That's all it is. Because they feel, or they think, that if they put any kind of order, they are insensitive. Here's the definition of insensitive. Showing or feeling no concern for others' feelings. Oh, how about this other definition for the word insensitive? Insensitive. Not aware of or able to respond to someone. I think that hits the nail on the head. That's the definition. Oh, and let me add also. Not aware of or able to respond to something. That's what it is. That's the ticket right there. And it's just not being afraid of the protesters or the rioters because it's not really protesting anymore. If you want to get something done, there is a process. But for the rioters, it's not fast enough. It has to be done yesterday, like now, now, now. Answer the question, why now? For years and years, you've had police brutality in minority cities and neighborhoods. Why wasn't anything done then? And you can't say it's because there is no voice. You have the residents that speak to the elected officials. And you put them on the spot because they put them in the office. So what have they been doing? Look at Chicago for years, years of violence and crime. Live with it. They get used to it. And it shouldn't be like that. This shouldn't be the way to live in your neighborhood. And it shouldn't be, well, it's a hood thing. It's a ghetto thing. No. People don't act. Nothing is going to come of this. And nothing will get done. And now, ever since Floyd's brutal death, there's been an all-out war in those cities. And cities across the states. It's not the city's fault. It's the people. The people don't speak up. The people don't act. 
until something like this happens, now cities are in chaos. And the message here has also been exploited. The rioters are not meeting demands in a civil way. They are not speaking. They are yelling. They are threatening. They are fighting and forbid you to go up against their ideology. And if you do, you are a racist. The end all word. Racist. And it's gone even further. Now they're looking for anything that has some form of racial undertones. Whatever it is, a logo, a mascot, a statue, or even a poem, which is our national anthem. And if you heard, I mean, I'm a huge Beatles fan and I love John Lennon. But I'll be damned if the song Imagine becomes the anthem, which is in talks right now. Can you believe this? No, no offense, John Lennon. I love you, but no. The lyrics, imagine there's no heaven, no hell below us. Imagine there's no countries, nothing to kill or die for, and no religion too. This is going to be our national anthem. These are the things that we fight for. We fight and we sometimes die for our freedoms. And across the country, we do believe in religion. Next. In 1860, America elected its first Republican president. Democrats attacked him also, calling him an extremist and authoritarian. And some thought to break up the country rather than to accept his election. Sound familiar? And when Trump got elected, remember the word fascism. According to Wikipedia, fascism is a form of far-right, authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, as well as strong regimentation of society and of the economy which came to prominence in early 20th century Europe. This trendy word was all the rage that the networks used. He is not a fascist. He is not a dictator. They want him to be that, but he's not. That's why all he did was give the guidelines to the mayors and the governors. Let them do their job, but if they cannot do their job, he will step in. He gave them that. He gave them the opportunity to ask for help, and they didn't want the help. They just let their cities burn down. The rioters riot and disrupt, making the people suffer that did not want this violence just to happen. If he really was a dictator, he would shut that thing down. And here's another thing. Notice the black clothes wearing by the Antifa. Short for anti-fascist that didn't know. Mussolini, who also definitely was a fascist, had protesters, the original Antifa, wearing black shirts, rioting and disrupting. But in quotes, they had to because the Italians had enough of being stranglehold. In America, the Americans are free and full of rights. The opportunities here are endless for everyone. So you cannot compare. This is not parallel. Trump to Mussolini? Trump didn't kill anyone. He didn't imprison anyone. He didn't have anyone tortured. No one. It's ludicrous to compare. 
Never go for retard. So there's no need for an Antifa group in America. Because there's no fascism in America. It's ridiculous. It does not compare. We have a free economy. Fascist regimes wanted a controlled economy or regulated economy. And the biggest fascist of them all was Adolf Hitler. The National Socialist German Workers' Party was created. And the term Nazi is actually two words, national and socialista. Bullet points for the Nazi platform. State-controlled health care. Profit sharing for workers in large corporations. Money lender and profiteers punished by death. State control of education. State control of media and press. State control of banks and industries. Seizure of land without compensation. State control of religious expressions. Hitler was anti-big business, anti-bourgeois. Here's the definition of bourgeois, of our characteristic of the middle class, typically with reference to its perceived materialistic values or conventional attitudes. And he was an anti-capitalist. Trump is not. But unlike Mussolini and Lenin, Hitler was a racist. In super quotes. This president is not. Hitler was an anti-Jew. Self-hating Jew. Blaming them for Germany's demise. So he confiscated their wealth and distributed it through Nazi socialist and welfare state programs. Sound familiar? That's what the Dems want to do. Redistribute the wealthy's money. Their hard-earned money. BLM. That organization, the money goes to support the Democratic Party. Don't believe me? Google it. Google cut the check and you see for yourself. Now compare. The Nazi also hated freedom of speech. So they wanted all culture institution in line with the Nazi ideology. Hence, the burning of books. Move to the present, the knocking down of statues to remove history with today's left and conform in their line of thinking. Another bullet point. Hitler's night of the broken glass was justified as a lawful confiscation of firearms this made Jews defenseless against Nazi assault. Sounds kind of familiar. The wanting to confiscate your guns. Remember Beta O'Rourke? Trump doesn't want to do any of that. He does not want to disband the Second Amendment. Hitler also hated Christianity. He only believed in himself. So for the last four years... Was any of this implemented in America? I don't think so. Any fascism here? I don't think so. Any communism here? I don't think so. An emboldened left will launch a full-scale assault on American life. You know that. 
They'll expel anyone who disagrees with them. Look what happens when you disagree. You use a term that's perfect, and they're not happy with it. They call you a racist. They call you a horrible person. So when you have no order, there is disorder. When you have no structure, you have destruction. When you have no balance, you have imbalance. When you have no history, there's nothing to reference. There's no backtracking. There's no evidence. How can you learn from the past events if people are so willing to edit and delete history? History is knowledge, and without knowledge, you cannot make history. So that concludes the show. Um, I just would like to give special thanks to Anchor because now they're helping me put the show up on all the major platforms. It's going to take a day or two or maybe a week or two, but it's going to happen. So the content will be more polished. I'm still learning the game here. Um, shout out to all the listeners international. And uh, that's pretty much it for now. Until next time. You're listening to the WR Podcast. Let freedom ring.